Welcome back to the Suraj podcast. In the previous episode, we heard how Chandu tortured Guru Arjan Dev Ji for the second day, having steaming hot sand poured over the Guru who didn't react at all. And following that day of torture, in the night, the devtas, the demigods, they came down from heaven to bow down to Guru Arjan, praising him, saying that there's no other such person in the entire world. So chapter 36 now begins describing how during the night Goraknath and the 84 siddhs the famed eternal yogis came with him they approached Guru Arjan Dev Ji as they got there they with their powers they made all the guards fall unconscious and when they got to Guru Arjan they said ades ades is a salutation for yogis they stood up in front of Guru Arjan they said to him You truly have firm faith. You are unshakable. You can bear the unbearable even though you could destroy them. You have bared this pain and no one is equal to you. All of us saw this injustice and we are in shock. With such burning sand they poured over you and you're still unshakable. You know, you could destroy the entire world with just one word, yet you're holding true to your nature of forgiveness and have decided not to destroy them. But now that we're here, let us turn this sinner's house upside down. Let him get the fruit of his actions so that no other saint in the world would experience such pain. Let us make an example out of him. Otherwise, the wicked ones like Jandu, they'll just get arrogant and they'll type and they'll do this type of injustice again and again, tormenting the saints. Listening to this Guru Arjan then responded saying, "Firstly, real saints have no fear in their mind you know i don't p- play that type of game i have no desire to bring pain to anyone else whatever is meant to happen will happen this is what i have faith in and this is the mindset of true saints so you guys should all go leave now and don't be worried about the death of your own body listening to this they all said blessed blessed are you guru arjan and then they all took off At that point Muslim peers who were really accomplished and known for their ability to perform miracles they all came and bowed down to Guru Arjan standing in front of the guru they then said why are you enduring so much pain we'll destroy these wicked people like Chandu right here just give us the word Guru Arjan then replied to them saying in great respect why are you looking at the world with such duality seeing things and people as different from the source understand that there is only one self that is the real truth of the world understand understand that multiplicity that you see in the world is false and is illusionary for me i'm just meant to leave my body in this way there are many reasons why this is the case and the time has come i've understood this and making all statements I'm making all the statements about the end of my life come true. So here Guru Arjan is alluding to the statements made by Guru Nanak who said that he would take back the blessings to Babur that he gave that if they practiced injustice that the Guru's house would give their life to take that blessing back. 
Also, he's talking about the blessing given by Guru Amardas to Bibi Pani, about the lineage of Gurus within Bibi Pani's house, that if he gave her this blessing, that the Guru's house would have to bear great suffering. Also, he's talking about a curse given by Baba Siddhichand and Bhagat Kanna. So Guru Arjan is saying that he's making all of these statements come true. And Guru Arjan tells them, you know, go back to your places and understand this to be my play and not to interrupt it. So the peers then all said, blessed, blessed, are you Guru Arjan? And then they also left. And at that point, the guards then regained consciousness and spoke amongst themselves saying, whoa, if the boss Chandu over there found out, he'd have us killed for sleeping. And they quickly ran towards Guru Arjan, where he was held to see if he was still sitting there. And they were quite relieved to see that Guru Arjan was still sitting there. So the night passed and in the morning, Chandu got up and he was thinking how disciplined and resolute Guru Arjan was, that he didn't shake at all during this torture and how he didn't accept the wedding proposal. So he thought that today he would place Guru Arjan on a red hot iron plate. And at that point, Guru Arjan would agree to the marriage proposal. So the sinner Chandu was thinking about this and had his guards go grab a very large iron plate and they placed uh, wood and they started a fire under it to heat it up. They made it red hot and at that point, the sinner Chandu then called over Guru Arjan and he said to the Guru, go ahead and stand on this iron plate. Otherwise, accept the marriage proposal. Guru Arjan didn't reply at all and him and he himself got on the iron plate. And such a vicious act, even the most vicious and vile people would have yelled out in anguish watching this injustice. And Guru Arjan stood on the plate and sat down and the six watching this, they were beyond themselves in pain watching their Guru go through this. They wanted to go over and help the Guru, but they were bound up in chains. The fire god Agni itself was ashamed and it reversed its own nature, making sure that it didn't burn Guru Arjan. But even then, the souls of Guru Arjan were extremely burnt. And Chandu, the idiot, the sinner, was standing there watching all of this. And he had more and more uh, wood added to the fire to make the fire hotter, hoping that Guru Arjan would then agree to the proposal, but Guru Arjan didn't respond at all. Guru Arjan's own intention was not to show off that he possessed powers and abilities, such that he was not getting burned. So he himself had blisters and burns appear on his body at that point. Guru Arjan sat on this red plate for three hours before getting off the plate. Chandu didn't know what to do at this point. Guru Arjan didn't agree to anything. He was unfazed by all of this. He wasn't afraid at all. He was taking, he was thinking about a new strategy to scare and torture Guru Arjan, which would freak him out and which would get him to agree to the proposal. So Chandu thought to himself that Guru Arjan, above all, loves Tharam. He loves righteousness, even more than his own life. And because of this, he would perhaps be afraid to lose his Tharam more than his life. So Chandu then told his guards to go kill a cow and bring back the hide of that dead cow. He was going to sew up Guru Arjan in, this, in the hide of this dead cow. And as the hide would then dry up, it would tighten and it would slowly then suffocate and crush Guru Arjan to death. And this is a torture technique that has been documented 
um, at that time was used in, in uh, Jahangir's reign. Jandu then told this to Guru Arjan that this was his plan for the next day and then he went home for the night. It was extremely dark evening that night and in the middle of the night Chandu's daughter-in-law came back to see Guru Arjan. She wanted to see how Guru Arjan was holding up so she went there where the guards were and then bribed them again with some gold jewelry. As she approached Guru Arjan she said, Oh master I am truly vile for being in this family which has given you so much pain. They won't listen to me at all. What's best for me right now is for me to just die. Guru Arjan then heard this and, and replied saying, Oh daughter, you're a you are not meant for this house. And in the morning, I'm getting ready to leave my body. And if you wish, you should come with me to the afterlife. The daughter-in-law then replied saying, Please let me know if there's anything I can do to serve you. You've blessed me greatly. I will indeed end my life tomorrow as well to come with you, to go with you in the afterlife. Guru Arjan then responded saying, I don't want anything at all, do not worry, but please at this time go back to your house and do as you wish. So the daughter-in-law left with this firm faith in her mind that she too would leave her body tomorrow morning. And so the night passed, the morning came, Guru Arjan remained sitting in the same way all night. In the whole city there was a massive uproar. Everybody was protesting and yelling out for support uh, against Jandu. They would come time and time again to the gate of Jandu's house, but the soldiers would then beat them off in a way. They didn't know the atrocities that were occurring inside the house and they had no idea what was happening to the other five, six as well. They would all, the six would get together and discuss what was going on and they would say things like, Jandu must be vile, he must be up to something since Guru Arjan was in their house, we haven't heard them, we haven't seen them at all. Nothing has worked for us, nobody's listening to our pleas at all. The emperor is not here, his high ministers are not here to complain to either. So day and night, the Sikh congregation was talking like this amongst themselves. They couldn't even go to work, they couldn't even eat during all of this because they were too upset, they were too worried what was happening. They were thinking that this sinner, Chandu, for a long time had been slandering Guru Arjan to the authorities, to Jahangir, to the high ministers. But because secretly he wanted the marriage proposal to go ahead between his daughter and Guru Arjan's son. And now that Guru Arjan was under his control, maybe it would be best for Guru Arjan to disagree and so that he is released. So this is what the Sikh congregation of Lahore was thinking at this time. And this is how chapter 36 concludes. In the next chapter, we'll hear how Guru Arjan then leaves this world and then travels to the afterlife. So that's where we'll pick up next time. But as always, we'd like to thank those who have been contributing to the podcast, supporting the podcast through the Mangalachan Patreon page.